Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast. A Night Shift Radio original. Every week we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. Hey. Hey, Buckets. Yes, Michael. Happy anniversary. Have, oh, my goodness. Oh, my this goodness. Is, this is the one. Well, technically yesterday was the day, but today is the episode celebrating it. March 4th. 2018. It's wow. I, I can't spell to save my life, but I'm trying to find. Oh, fifth anniversary. Fifth anniversary gift is traditionally wood, uh, which I think we can deliver this year in the form of a wooden steak. Yeah. See, <laughs> the, the tie in full circle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So five, five, five years, years of doing this is, is absolutely insane to me. I can still picture sitting at the, the desk at the co-working space I was renting when we first started doing this, listening to our very first episode and thinking, well, that happened. <laughs> well, well, it's an episode at least. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, it, it's been a crazy five years. And and so, I mean, if you're somewhat tuning in, like new to tuning in, this is your first episode. Weird. Cool. Great. Hey, welcome. Come, welcome aboard. It's going to be awesome. Uh, you've got five years worth of episodes. But we have consistently mm-hmm. put out one episode every single Sunday since March of 2018. That, like, that alone is pretty wild. Uh, but then you account for all of the other shit that we've done in between. Various yeah. uh, holiday specials, one-offs, and now at least, what, like almost like two, three solid years of uh, midweek bonus episodes. Yep. Uh, we, we have done this a lot. A lot. Yeah, we, we have outlasted other shows with the same name or, or concept. Two, two times over. We have outlasted almost every other show on our network. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give or take, give or take. That's all right. Uh, you know, a lot of them were limited runs, though. Yeah. You know, so that's that doesn't count uh, for a few of them. We've had a lot of fun here, though. I mean, we started out five years ago. Like we've told this story a bunch of times, so we don't need to get too deep into it. But you reaching out to me, like, hey. I want to talk about shit movies. You in? And I'm like, sure, yeah. And then we've we've just tried a whole bunch of like wacky bonkers things over the, the years. Some of it worked, some of it didn't. It was all fun. 
Yeah, I've had a blast doing this, you know, you know, outside of, you know, we started off, you know, uh, bad movies. Mm -hmm. Our very first movie was uh, uh, Billy the Kid versus Dracula. That (sighs) was, you know, uh, 260, minimum 260 episodes ago or exactly five years ago. Which Uh, I maintain is the 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 ultimate uh, vampire movie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I have no reason not to back that statement uh, at all. And, you know, we figured since this is a five-year anniversary, so it's kind of a big one, uh, what we would do is we would we would dedicate this month to our first episode. And so every movie this month, uh, the month of March, will feature Dracula. Mm. Now, that being said... I'm going to do the other thing in a second. But that being said, this movie doesn't technically feature Dracula, but it's pretty damn close. Uh, as close as you can get, I guess. Uh, yes, yes. And we'll talk about exactly how that works. It is it is essentially Dracula, but in the same way that Oreo is Hydrox. You see, because one came okay. first, but one has a... Or yeah, like Hydrox came first. Big, yeah, Hydrox yeah, yeah. came first, but Oreo is a bigger name. You get it? Yeah. I know. Okay, I gotcha. All right. It's, it's, it's uh, kind of like that. So that being said, <laughs> hello and welcome to the Never Heard of a Podcast five-year anniversary. I'm your host, Michael Fight, And I'm Bucket's monster, who, who's different <laughs> than, than Dr. Bucket's. Got him. And right like, there. It, Yeah. <laughs> so today we're talking about the movie Assignment Terror, uh, which also has a a sub name is also known as Frankenstein vs. Dracula, which is great because that doesn't happen. That's a great uh, title and would be a great movie. That's not this movie. Um, yes, it is another movie that is actually entitled that. It is not this movie, nor does that really happen. Also known as uh, Los Monstruos del Terror. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so this this movie is uh, currently streaming on Tubi TV in America as of time of recording this uh, this uh, episode. It is a movie from 1970, mm-hmm. uh, and its IMDb description reads as thus. Oh. An alien scientist and his team are sent to Earth from their dying planet to exterminate the human population by unleashing monsters like vampires, werewolves, and mummies in order to inherit the Earth. Now, this is one of those plots that I read it and I'm like, haha, that's funny. But then I'm like, yeah, but here's the problem. Okay, okay? go on. Here's the problem with these sort of plots, right? So you're an alien race. Mm-hmm. You come to, I mean, this is no different than like you're a, you're a country and you go to another country and you unleash an uncontrollable thing oh. in order to eradicate the, the, the peoples that you're wanting to get rid of. But then you still have to deal with that uncontrollable thing. Like these aliens are unleashing vampires and werewolves and mummies. But then once all the humans are done, now they have armies of vampires, werewolves and mummies to deal with. I feel like they're probably harder to deal with than than people. I mean, you would think that. And it gets even. I do think that you you do think that. Not only would you, you do. Uh, <laughs> it gets even muddier for me when the whole idea is that these aliens, uh, whose master plan here is to use monsters to either displace or control humanity, they can control the monsters. Doesn't that seem like maybe that's more effort than just controlling or? 
killing humans? Well, they they it, inevitably it seems... attempt to brainwash one of the humans, uh, which, you know, is, it, it happens, but then it, it doesn't last. Like, they, they find this fundamental, the, the, the secret was love all oh. along, guys. <laughs> that was the... The real monsters the were the friends we made along the way. And it's true. Um, yeah, so so that that's the catch about this is that like they're like, oh, we're gonna subjugate humans. First, we're gonna unleash a bunch of monsters, but yeah. you know, we'll also try subjugating regular humans. But like, man, we're sure struggling with it. It must be because they have the you know uh, the ability to to love, and that's uh, that's. We'll wipe our hands of that. Like it just seems very convenient. Which kind of goes back to my original point that the uh, the the leader of this uh, alien invasion group, which is, as far as we know, just three, but they do have communication with their home planet of Umo, which is, of course, the planet is dying. They're looking for a new place to live. We understand this concept. Um, you know, doesn't hit a little too close to home or anything. Um, they show up here. Dr. Valdemar, the uh, the leader of this group, makes it a point on numerous occasions to talk about how their species has evolved beyond things like emotions and feelings and the need for for love or intimacy, like or weaknesses like like pity and compassion. Like he really like is really driving this point home. Like they are just emotionless beings of superiority. Sure, okay. Um, in that case, it should have really been nothing at all for them to just come and kill us all. And look, I'm not advocating for the destruction of the human race, but like his plan is bad. Um, I want to go on record. I am advocating for that. So this is where we, we differ. For legal <laughs> reasons, that's just, a joke. <laughs> just start over. Uh, reboot the universe. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it is. It It is a very weird... It's just like, you know, we're going to go and do a thing, but like, how can we do it the most complex way possible? But here's the thing. Uh, when the beginning of the movie, you know, we see them come down and they go to like a carnival, you know, mm -hmm. it's it's Dr. Varnoff and um, uh, uh, Malava, uh, I think is her name, or is it Ilsa? No, it's Malava. And, uh, you know, they're walking around the carnival and, you know, he's like, look at these humans, blah, blah, blah. But like, we're superior to them because we don't got emotions and mm -hmm, like, this mm -hmm. is going to be easy because that's what makes them weak. And then he's like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to use their supernatural fears against them. But the catch is all those things are real. Mm -hmm. Vampires are real. Werewolves are real. There is a Franken... Well, a Ferenkenstein's because it's not Dude. Frankenstein. It's Ferenz or... Ferenkowski's... Ferenkowski's... Yeah, yeah Ferenz and something German's monster. Um, and, uh, oh yeah, Ferenz... Uh, I can't even read this. This is too much. <laughs> um, and, you know, and mummies exist and all that kind of stuff. So, like, all of that stuff really exists. So, the thing is, is that they go... And they get the real things. Like those things really exist. Like vampires are real in this in this world. Mm -hmm. Mummies are real. Werewolves are real. But they talk in the beginning of the movie as though they're gonna use it to like make them feel like be scared of this, you know, folktale-y type things. But it's like, yeah, but that shit's real. Yeah. They they literally phrase it as like, we're gonna prey on the superstitions of these foolish, superstitious in, like idiot humans like they're so dumb <laughs> man but, these like, boneheads over here 
then all of the things that are supposedly full of stupid superstitions are real. Like then like maybe we were right to be scared motherfucker. Uh, right. Maybe, maybe we killed all these things and buried them in secret places for a reason. And you coming around just casually undoing all that. Maybe, maybe you're the stupid idiot here. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, you know, and spoiler, the aliens do lose out in the end of this because of every, it's like this weird hubris thing where like everything they're like, oh, these, these dumb idiots, like <laughs> they, they don't, you know, they've got these stupid, you know, uh, folktale fears and oh they love bunch of fucking idiots yeah and then both of those things are what destroys the aliens and i think there's there's irony in it but it's like stupid irony because it's it's like it didn't have to be like this like this is just too too on the nose that's it's very true and like combine that with the writer's very obvious hatred of women uh yeah i mean it was 1970s just like disdain uh that like the the other subplot of this is not only are we going to use the stupid humans stupid things they're afraid of for being stupid against them but we're also going to do it by manipulating them with women yeah (laughs) which which is another like which is also a really weird plot in this movie too because he's like i know we're gonna use this pretty woman and really you know we're gonna get statesmen and government Mm -hmm. officials and scientists and all this other stuff Mm -hmm. uh you know which i get it it's 1970 and yeah the the population of women being in those jobs is really low right Mm -hmm. we know this for 1970 plus this is 1970 germany because that's where this movie was originally from um so yeah we know that the population of that was really low but it's also like come on man uh but the other part about it that makes it even weirder is they only do that once mm-hmm. they only really try that once and then they're like ah let's not do that again and it was like but yeah. you spent like five minutes making this big speech about how everybody's just gonna fall to their passions and this hot woman is gonna take over the whole world and she does it once and it only sort of works yeah and and then she she's like yeah i don't want to do that anymore and they're just like wow well, let's just resurrect dracula yeah like they they send <laughs> Uh, the alien woman, uh, after a man who claims to be descended from the vampires of old, uh, and to have their power to hypnotize. And he's like, tell him if he reads your fortune, you'll read his tonight. And wink, like, wink. Uh, oh, uh, okay. So I have to fuck him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and she like goes off with that guy and seduces him. They steal the body of the vampire. But then while that's happening, uh, Valdemar also, as you alluded to earlier, uh, basically like kidnaps and brainwashes uh, a pretty young blonde to use to his whims. Who, who then, was the assistant yeah, of the hypnotist guy. Who then like almost immediately like breaks out of it and turns on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, is, they spend like a lot of time trying to hypnotize her. She is set up for the most forced plot uh, item in the entire fucking film uh, because, of course, as they're on this spree of recruiting uh, movie monsters, including fake Dracula, whose uh, remains is, is like just skeleton in a coffin had the uh, the wooden stake still through it and as soon as they removed the wooden stake he grew back uh which <laughs> actually i think that's kind of interesting it's, i liked that idea of like this he he only remains dead because the stake is in his heart you take the stake out and he grows back but that yes. was the same thing they said with the werewolf too. it's basically all of these monsters have a convenient way of like just being easily revived because they also recruit a man who was known to have been a werewolf uh it 
it was uh, uh, Daninsky was the, uh, the, mm-hmm. the guy's name. Um, oh, I get maybe that was Voldemar. Who was the who was the fucking alien guy then? Warnoff. I've been saying Voldemar. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Doctor yeah. Warnoff is the is the alien. Voldemar uh, Daninsky is the werewolf, and they they dig up his. Uh, his corpse, and sure enough, they find a silver bullet in his heart, uh, which is relevant for two reasons. One, because uh, this writer, Paul Nashi, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Paul, Paul Nashi, Nashi. Yeah. had done previously done another movie called Night of the Werewolf that featured uh, Voldemar Daninsky being bitten by Imre Wolfstein and being turned into a werewolf and being killed with a silver bullet. So there we have uh, Nashi's little cinematic universe uh, forming here. Uh, his own uh, universal monsters, uh, yeah. like 40 years in advance. Um, but also they make it a point to say that a werewolf can only truly be killed by a shot from a silver bullet fired by a woman who loves him enough to die with him. Like that is that is very specific it misogyny. Is so specific. <laughs> I I love that because it's so stupid and ridiculous of like like what are the like it's just such a very like that just makes him virtually invincible right yeah. like yeah. it makes him virtually invincible because what if the woman is just like no mm-hmm. i don't want to and yeah. then you just you know the werewolf is like fine i'll just kill you now no one can kill me literally mm-hmm. nobody mm-hmm. can kill me i am invincible because the woman who loved me i killed her so no in no way can she kill me i'm fucking invincible yo and like, it's I'm never immortal. It's never like, no, we need to burn the corpse and scatter the ashes or like dismember them and like bury the pieces, you know, whatever apart. Like, you know, it's literally just, ah, we killed him the one convenient way that he can be killed, but also unkilled if we're not careful. Let's bury him exactly like that and hope that no one comes along and unkills him. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of like, this is so specific and you took no precautions no. to make sure that it couldn't be undone no. at all. This is the same thing with the Dracula body, but the fact that like they had the whole skeleton with the, with the stake in the heart and he's just like showing it at a carnival, like all willy nilly, like, like it's not like this Uber protected thing. And just like, just remove the stake and this guy's up and running, you know, dude just has to trip once on stage and accidentally bump the stake out and suddenly it's vampire town. It's yeah, right? Like and then he goes crazy. Yeah, it doesn't uh it doesn't bode well. I, I oh, I guess what we're saying is people are very careless with their monsters in this world. It's very true. Uh, and the aliens are the only ones who are like, I know, we'll 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 bring them all back and then we'll know exactly what to do with them cuz they their goal is to control the monsters and they do sort of like they're able to send uh the the Frankenstein monster off and like he tests it and has him go do things. The werewolf guy's the only one that's like, "No, fuck you." Yeah. You know, Dracula goes off and does whatever. Uh, that they tell him to, but the only one is Wolfman who's like, nah, dude, I'm not doing that. Well, they get... <laughs> so in total, they collect. They collect a, a Dracula stand-in, a Wolfman, a Frankenstein's monster stand-in, and of course a mummy. We can't we can't not yeah. have a mummy here. Uh, and they, they're controlling the mummy through like some special golden mirror that was buried with it. Uh, and the... Um, the Wolfman... They're giving a serum to keep him from changing, uh, which like it's like or is seen, it to keep him from changing? Yeah, or because because at one point she's like give him a double dose. 
that's like, oh but then she doesn't do it and he changes right yeah like all of this yeah, is very, very confusing confused about that yeah uh but he does say that it will pre- you know prevent the change um and so like they got a werewolf but don't want to use it or like are afraid to like let it and they're afraid that they like he, they won't be able to control him so they send the woman uh to administer the regular doses of the serum and you know to keep an eye on him and of course she doesn't and so he just breaks loose and, and oh she and, keeps an eye on him <laughs> goes and terrorizes the town the vampire just gets up one day and starts wandering on the castle loose and like trying to hypnotize and bite people and like you know when people walk in surprise him he's just like ah and, like runs out of the room but like he's <laughs> literally just wandering around it's an old monastery it might as well be a castle he's literally just wandering around the monastery unsupervised for the entire movie like it's like where oh wait where the fuck's the vampire now <laughs> right. oh we lost oh, him again he's in so-and-so's room feeling up her boobs yeah. uh you know but we'll catch him later because yeah. that was a weird scene too where you see him and he's like pulling like about to pull down her shirt and they're like hey what you doing he's like runs back he just runs up the stairs and uh kiri and the other um the other alien doesn't bother to like try to stop him or chase him or do anything just like ah, i'm glad you're safe well he ran away so we're probably all good now that yeah. monster that we should have been keeping an eye on and probably had secure somewhere is right. now just wandering around the monastery we're probably fine though who they even say like, well, he can't hypnotize us, and then he does, and they're like, oh, well, whoops, <laughs> like, that sucked. Anyways, <laughs> like first chance he gets, he's like, fucking bet, yo, and then he does, and it's just, it's a mess. Yeah. Uh, now this Dracula, I would say, is he's weird. I mean, he's definitely different than any other Dracula we've seen because he, he doesn't really have any motivation, right? Like there's no real like bloodlust. There's no like, like he hypnotizes people to, to seemingly drink their blood. Right. But we're, we're, we're extrapolating that from the idea of what we know about vampires and Dracula, right? The idea is that he, Dracula, you know, that vampires drink blood. So that's, that's what we're extrapolating. The only thing, not what they say he never does it, nor do they explicitly say that's what he does. No, in fact, the only thing they do explicitly say is that they believe that if the blood of this vampire is injected into regular humans, they'll carry the curse of the vampire. That's it. They don't cool. say won't will turn into a vampire. They don't say like we'll become you know mindless bloodlusting soldiers for our dark purposes. Uh, nothing to that effect. Literally, just will carry the curse of the of the vampire, and they essentially say, and it's the same with all of the other creatures too. Yeah, you know, but the thing about that is, so one, the guy we meet in the beginning who uh, who has the the Dracula skeleton is like, I have the bloodline of the Dracula, so I have the hypnotist thing, mm-hmm, blah mm-hmm. blah. But then they're like, yeah, yeah, well, all you know, just as long as you know you don't get injected with his blood, and I'm like. That is also such a very specific thing. Like, I've lived almost 42 years. Nobody's accidentally injected me with blood before. Uh, I feel like I'm pretty safe 
uh, in this case that like if a vampire came up to me, I would just be like, I mean, what are you going to do? Hypnotize me and then like do a blood transfusion? Like this is so complicated. It's, it's do you really have those is. materials with you? Do you have all the needles and the tubes and all the things? That, like this seems very complicated. Do you have the required medical training to pull this off? Right. <laughs> Will you scrub in and wash your hands? Like, please, come on. Please I, do. Come on, I don't need no infection while you're giving me your your blood. Seriously, like you're gonna turn me into a vampire, but I'm gonna die the first day from sepsis. Like, <laughs> what have you accomplished? This is this is just terrible. Can, can, uh, you know, we never really talk about vampires and if they can get like infection. Like, oh, sure, they're mortal, they can't die, but like, can like, you know, can their arm rot off from a from a gangrene infection? Like. I, you know, that's one of those things where you have to assume that the the vampires aren't affected by any sort of diseases. Because, like, uh, Mobius, uh, Morbius, I mean, uh, Michael yeah. Morbius in the uh, comics, he wasn't affected by diseases. So he could have, like, eat people that had, like, cancer and stuff like that, and it just didn't affect him. I mean, cancer isn't blood, necessarily a blood thing. But, you know, he could eat people who had diseases, and it wouldn't affect him. But there is a comic book series where he uh, sucks the blood of somebody who's like on acid and he has this crazy trip and he ends up sucking in Wolverine and venom into his like crazy acid trip world. Oh, and they have to like try to fucking get They're like, how did we get in here? And they're like fucking vampire. And then, you know, they have to like get around this nightmare world because Morbius basically created this world after getting high as balls off uh, some junkie. <laughs> and I just think that is such an insane comic idea. And I just love that. It's like Wolverine and Venom being like, yo, what the fuck? Honestly, it's stories like that, that make me just like unable to take anyone seriously when they're like, this comic book movie was too weird. <laughs> right. Right. Comic I mean, books you know, are fucking weird. So like we uh you know our our the episode just before this our our bonus episode we just talked about Ant-Man Quantum Mania. Mm -hmm. Uh so like that's one of those things that you know we talked about this of how like comic comic books are are can be serious and they have their serious moments but by and large a lot of them were very silly especially when you it depends on when you now i would say you know maybe comic books after a certain era started getting a little more serious and a little more you know thing but like in the sure. 60s they were fucking silly and weird as shit you know mm -hmm. maybe it's a product of the generation or the fact that you know the original target audience was was kids and young teens and now it has much more of a broader audience uh you know target wise it doesn't mean necessarily that's only people who are uh, Sure. consuming them back in the 60s just sure. that's who they thought were consuming them you know so like maybe that's the case but like shit was silly mm -hmm. like we named a guy ant-man like <laughs> come I on yeah. spider-man like you know like, we had batman like they didn't try hard they had extremely obvious and derivative names and like even like one writer got famous uh extremely famous for insisting that all of his main characters have alliterative names and like that that gets real funny uh real fast when like you're you're on your 17th new character for the day and like i gotta give this motherfucker a name that is an alliteration and somehow also ties into the even weirder character name that we gave him so right now he's like frankie five guys fast food man <laughs> I mean, matter eater lad, that might, you know, like, listen, they, 
I, there's some of them are very like even you know look I'm sorry I'm sorry Todd from the Superpod Hero Cast I'm sorry but you. even Captain America it's true is a silly name it really like, it is, is. It, it really is a silly like oh, I'm Captain America over here and everyone's gonna be like yeah Captain America <laughs> like it's just such a weird like you know and now like I think of Captain America of course you know thanks to Chris Evans and the MCU and I'm like fuck yeah Captain America like he you know that's that's America's ass like it, the only only thing patriotic about me is that I like Captain America from the MCU. And it's like you you couldn't recreate that character the same way today and have like, anyone take it seriously. Uh, that was something that could only be a product of the like you know, mid twentieth century, the like the uh, World War Two and post war like hyper patriotic era, like really like. Like that's when a character like Captain America shines. Now, in order to make a character like that, you basically have to make like someone like Homelander. Right. Well, I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's kind of how like that works out, you know? Because uh-huh. like it it be, yeah, it's weird. The the signs of the times it's, is very crazy. It is. You know, but even Homelander, like Homelander's name, you know, yes, he's, he's, you know, like this far right equivalent of like a Superman or something like that. But even his name is like, okay, like it it makes sense. I get it because Mm -hmm. it, it falls into his ideology. It falls into, you know, what he is, but like Captain America is just such a basic name. Yeah. You know, like. And that's that's where that world lives. Anyways, that's that's besides <laughs> the point of Dracula. Um, yeah. So here's the thing about about this this guy is that he's not Dracula. They don't no. ever say the name Dracula. No. In fact, I mean, do they even even say the name vampire? I, I think they, they do. do say vampire. Yes. Yeah. But but again, like we don't have any of the traditional vampire tropes. And while like. You know, reading about this this film, uh, you know, you would assume that the vampire is going to play a pretty large role. It, again, all he's really doing is slinking about the monastery, occasionally hypnotizing people and running away. Like he's yeah. I mean, aside from being the first monster that they revive, he really doesn't hold a major place. In fact, I would even argue to say that Frankenstein does more. Uh, for the aliens than than Dracula does. Not only the is Frankenstein and the mummy, yeah, absolutely. You know, but like Frankenstein, they uh they're very clear about controlling him. They use them to threaten the wolfman. You know, they send him in and he chokes the wolfman out and then they're like, ah, just kidding, that was a test. And the wolfman's like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, and the Frankenstein's like, fucking fight me again. <laughs> but I did think it was really interesting that the Frankenstein didn't open his eyes. No, no, he didn't. And I yeah. I was wondering about that myself. Like, were they concerned that he would seem too alive if he did? Was it, like, part of the whole, like, you need to shamble and he couldn't do it without, like, and, like unless he just couldn't see? Like, he's like, I just, guys, I, I'm sorry. I just, I, I have this condition where I walk too well. Right, right. I, you know, I wonder. Uh, also, is this is this a reference to the original Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? Did that Frankenstein not open his eyes or something? Oh, maybe I don't. I maybe don't know. like that's the original Frankenstein monster, and that's just something we don't. Maybe we're just not picking up on. I don't know. Hey, out there, listener world, after you've hit that subscribe button and the rating and review and the whole deal because you love this podcast, seriously, 
let us know. Is is that a thing we're missing from the books? It's been a minute since I've read it, but I don't remember that. Uh, you know, is is that something that happened in the book that Frankenstein doesn't open his eyes or maybe doesn't have eyes? Uh, you can hit us up at our Twitter account or Instagram, both of which are at NightShiftMG, NightShiftMG for Night Shift Media Group. Uh, hit us up. Let us know. You know, send us a message. If not... Head to our website, niceshiftradio.com. Mm-hmm. You can send us a, a comment, send us a message, an email, request a movie, or be like, yo, idiots, yeah, Mary Shelley said Frankenstein doesn't have eyes or something. I don't know. Maybe that's the case. I mean, if, if it is, then, like, mystery solved. It, just, it was really weird, and I don't know that I've ever seen any other depiction of the character with his eyes closed. Uh, same, same, or missing eyes or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. all been very clear uh, to have eyes. So this must have been, uh, I'm going to, we're going to go on a limb and assume it was probably just a, a writer directorial choice yeah. uh, per se. It's pretty interesting. And then we get to the mummy. I love that they have this whole Indiana Jones style, which, you know, obviously this movie came out like 10 years before Indiana Jones did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, they have this whole Indiana Jones style, like shine the mirror to get the reflection, but they just sort of randomly shine it at places. And they're like, yeah, that's the fucking place. Like, but there's no like other indicators. Yeah. Uh, he's just like, oh, okay, cool. And they just bring this super strong guy to like knock down walls. Uh, and then they're like, hmm, what, you know, they get into a room. There's all this like, you know, Egyptian paraphernalia everywhere. And they're like, I wonder where the mummy's going to be. And they're shining the mirror around. But there's only one fucking tomb. It's just the sitting one. there. Like, it's very obvious <laughs> where the mummy is sitting. And they're like, Hmm, is he in this vase over here? No, nah, that's not it. Well, here's a treasure chest full of gold. Uh, nope, that's not it. Maybe it's the giant fucking tomb <laughs> sitting in the middle of the room. I don't know. Let's open it up and be not sure. It was just really like that That one right there. Right yeah, there, guys. Hey, right there. It's it's, it's the one that, that looks like it's holding a body. <laughs> it's the one that literally says the word mummy written across the side of it. This way um, to mummy. This way to mummy. Open Insert- lid for mummy. <laughs> I don't know where it is, guys. I, this is a this is a mystery that we'll never solve uh, without mirrors. Tautet uh, inside. <laughs> yeah. So so the mummy's wandering around. Frankenstein's wandering around. The Dracula's slinking around the corner, being like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, excuse me." <laughs> uh, and the aliens uh, are now being like, you know, one of the the female alien, the main female alien, is like she's she's like. Being like, oh, no, we shouldn't, don't torture the humans. Like, she's starting to feel emotions mm. because, you know, only mm-hmm. women feel emotions. That's that's, true. that's the moral of this story um, that they're they're trying to uh, portray. Uh, so, you know, she's like, we shouldn't do this. And she's like kind of into this, you know, into the other things. And she's like, yeah, like we're, you know, we're going to, I'm feeling feelings, man. And I think we should not do this anymore. And the other aliens are like, you bitch. And then they're all <laughs> pissed about it, you know. And uh, they're like, you're weak. And she's like, yeah, but you can't fucking control the monsters because now they're causing a riot. It's it's true. And, you know, like, not, like, not only does the, the wolfman escape once, uh, causing them to, to torture his handler, uh, but she allows him to escape again. And he's just like, you know what? I'm kind of done with this alien shit and just starts fucking wrecking the place. Like, yeah. He fights the mummy and like shoves it into like a mill wheel or like water wheel or something like that and then sets the <laughs> wheel on fire. So the thing's just spinning with the mummy on fire, which is the most badass part of this entire fucking that whole movie. like 
the end of the movie when all the monsters start fighting each other and causing chaos, I was like, this is what this movie should have been. But it's a this is a relatively short movie. I mean, it clocks in under an hour and a half long. Like, it this is felt a like short it was movie. Like five hours. But it, it definitely felt, so, felt so fucking long. It felt so long. But then I was like, I, I was like, oh my God, how long is this movie? And I looked up on IMDb and I was like, oh my God, it's only an hour 27. And it feels like I've been watching this movie for like three days straight. There's also we we've neglected to mention the sub plot of inspector henry toberman who is hot on the case of uh some potential aliens that are acquiring monsters that he he found out about through what is clearly an ancient tome that has some pages missing um and I, I, first of all, I love that all of these monsters that are old enough to have been written about in this very old book are very easily located and all like seemingly recently buried. Uh, <laughs> inspector's going around. He he meets and falls in love with with a, a woman who Ilsa. introduces her, him to her father, who happened to know a werewolf. Uh, so I can only assume that uh, her father, uh, uh, you know, uh, Judge Sternberg uh, must have been in Night of the Werewolf and had interacted with Valdemar Daninsky before. Like, uh, that's my guess without digging any further. But so, like, uh, Inspector Henry is uh, is is schmoozing and, and uh, seducing Ilsa and hanging out with her dad, solving mysteries, stumbles across the house and, like, fights the, the vampire with, like, a broken pole cue or something. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Ends up killing the vampire with, with that. Yeah. I, I just love that he, you know, after, after, you know, kind of paling around with Ilsa, I think it's really great too, that he's like, you know, sitting in bed naked with Ilsa and he gets a phone call and he's like, get your clothes on. And the guy's like, what? And he's like, no, not you. Hey, uh, no, I'm, no, I'm not drunk. I don't know what you're talking about. Get your clothes on, get dressed. And she's like, no, blah. <laughs> and she's like flopping all over him. You know, you, there's no nudity in this no. movie, but you know, she's flopping all over him. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I'm trying to do work here. It's like, like his blah. boss calling and she's like, right. oh. Hey, I thought you liked it when I was new. He's like, I, yeah, like I'm trying to work. Um, and I love that he rolls into the, like the alien, like stronghold. And it's just like, Hey, so, uh, what's up guys? And the, the alien's <laughs> just walks like, right in. Right. He's just like, dude. And the alien's like, I know why you're here. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Why is that? And he's like, cause you know, we're aliens and we're trying to take over the world. And he's like, yeah, no, totally. That's uh, <laughs> exactly why I was here. You got it. <laughs> it's just great. It's just like this weird confidence where you just like, yeah, dude, totally. Uh -huh. And they're like, cool. All right. Um, so, uh, what do you, uh, what do you, what do you want to do about that? And he's like, I don't know, man. That's cool. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> And then eventually they just sort of like fuck off again, like away from each other. It's just, it was like the most anticlimactic reveal. And of course, uh, as uh, Wolfman is rampaging, killing all the other monsters, lighting the mummy on fire, electrocuting the, the Frankenstein's monster. Uh, as you do. Inspector Henry is uh, putting down the vampire again. Uh, and of course, the, you know, the Wolfman is, is, is wolfing out and can only be killed by the woman who loves him enough to to die with him uh conveniently the blonde that they uh, that they set as his handler shoots him several times just as he like mauls her to death and they die in each other's arms it's very poetic and of course self-fulfilling in a very very sort of. very forced way <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's poetic in the dumbest way possible it's poetic in the dumbest way uh, all it, this, like of it's course, not even romeo and juliet style poetic it's just dumb and poetic <laughs> 
All of this, of course, as we come to the end of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where the cops show up and <laughs> it's just bedlam. Uh, there's reporters there for some reason, like, what do you think of the aliens? And like, no comment. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, you know, is everything like falls over and the aliens get burned up and they just turn to jelly. And, you know, <laughs> well, so here's the other thing about the aliens is that the aliens come to earth and they take over the bodies of dead people. So yeah. like they, they, they find people who recently died that are like, you know, were relatively good health or whatever, um, but died for whatever reason. And they, their jelly alien, you know, jelly belly thing goes in and controls those bodies. If they're able to do that, why not just take also, over more humans? Why didn't you just take over more humans? Yeah, right. Like, why did you need to go through the co complex of like unleashing monsters and then having to try to control the monsters? You know, like this is this is like unleashing locusts to get rid of you know caterpillars and then being like, well, we don't have any caterpillars, but now we got a fucking pile of locusts to deal with. That. I know we'll unleash you know, a bunch of thing that eats locusts. Well, now we've got a whole pile of those. We got to do, you know, like it just doesn't, it's a, it's a vicious cycle. It's terrible, terrible planning, terrible timing. Yeah. They're just, they're really bad at this. These, these aliens do not know how to evade. And the, like their, <clears throat> their contact on the home world was like, well, you must pay the price for failure. So, uh, fuck off and die. And, uh, <laughs> we're going to try something else. I, I just love that. They're like, you failed, so, you know, fuck off and die. Meanwhile, we're actually dying, um, so we're also going to fuck off and die uh, because our planet is freezing to death uh, <laughs> at the moment. So I guess we're both kind of fucked up here, right? Also, <laughs> also when the, the uh, oh, God, was it Warnoff? Dr. Warnoff is like, but he's indicating uh, Maleva, the, the other uh, alien that's with him, like, you know, this is my fault, not hers. Couldn't she be spared? And they're like, you forget that body was already dead and she just disappears. I'm like, what? What, ha <laughs> what <Right>. happened? <laughs> how, how you could just do that? That's insane. She's like, my planet needs me. <laughs> <laughs> go. Literally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is such a weird movie. So, so in the German version, apparently there's one point where we're out of nowhere and not, uh, a relative to the plot that Dr. Warnoff, uh, just yells Dracula fight Frankenstein. Um, and that's pretty interesting. Huh. Um, that's one of the IMDb trivias is that he j it just did it for no reason. So one of the other things about this movie, the trivia thing, which comes as no surprise if you've watched the movie is that they were struggling financially to make this movie. So there's a lot of like, there's a lot of times where they had to go back and like redo things because they didn't have enough money or do things differently because they didn't have enough money. And you can tell this movie has very little like direction. It really it's, does. It's a very ambitious idea. Like it really is like the idea that, you know, the, the, all the monsters and they're fighting each other, but there's also aliens, you know, like there's a lot of moving parts. It doesn't do them well. And this is another one of those where like, it could have been very simple, if they focused more on the monsters just running around and wreaking havoc and they could have made it more of an, a monster movie that started because of aliens as opposed to aliens are trying to do a thing, but meanwhile, monsters are doing a thing. And meanwhile, humans are figuring out the thing and everybody's kind of mixing together. Like there's just too many moving parts, I think, for for this film. I kind of looked at it like an underfunded small community theater deciding to put on a production of like the director's latest play that it, they're like super, super proud of. And like, you know, it's 
it's, it's not technically bad, but like it's it's not well executed and certainly not good and is very disjointed and uh it's like it it's like you know like you think about how like at some point uh in the introduction of film it was essentially translating the idea of like how people would do a stage production but recording it for other people to watch so like i think this filmmaker was still kind of stuck in that mindset where like everything feels like a low budget stage production, not like it was written to be a movie and flow and have coherence. Like it was written for like the audience to know that there was a scene change happening and like something new was going to happen. And like, Oh, now we're, we're focusing on the Dracula slinking around uh, and a love story between two of the aliens who don't understand why they're in love, but like it's some secret remembering that they have feel like, uh, hmm, okay. All right. So, so what happens? Oh, oh, they're changing over again. Oh, the werewolf now. He's rampaging in the streets. Like, it's just all over the place. Makes no sense. Uh, and I kind of wonder if it, if it really came down to like not understanding how things should flow in a film. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, this is, this is 1970. Uh, you know, film was, you know, it'd been around for a while. I mean, you know, film had been around for like 50 years at this point, but I feel like, you know, you're right. It is still like, they didn't get the sense of being cinematic quite yet. Yeah. They're not, they're not there quite yet. Uh, or at least this filmmaker wasn't, you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm sure a bunch of, you know, uh, cinephiles are going to come out and be like, hmm, actually, if you look at 1961's blah, blah, blah. Like, yes, I'm sure there were many cinematic films, uh, by the time 1970 hit. Um, I did also love the cool little uh, uh, cutaway to the Golden Apple. What was the the name of the club that they uh, ended up going to, where everybody's all oh, cool? Oh yeah, and, the creepy and, dancing. You know, yeah, go go dancing. It was very fun because it's 1970, but it was really probably filmed in the 1960. You know, it was 1969 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very cool and hip and groovy. Uh, you know, because this is the turn of the decade. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was fun just to watch that part. I, I love sixties exploitation films. Uh, like th- that's my jam. Um, so like, this is, that was like fun to see that little bit. Cause I'm like, all right, I'm, I, I'm in this world. I understand this. I got it. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was pretty good. Uh, that one scene, the rest of the movie, pretty fucking terrible. Um, and that's- made no sense. That's why I like I, I'm like trying to to hedge my criticism in uh, more of like well it feels like something that meant well and didn't execute but like yeah it just it really didn't execute. Yeah, I mean you know in all fairness that's how all movies are right they mean well and they just you didn't pull off the execution for one reason or another it mm-hmm. didn't have enough money you know, happens to a lot of good movies, didn't have enough time, didn't have a competent enough writer, didn't have a good enough director. Sure. A lot of variables can go into why a movie is, is not enjoyable. This one, I think it was a few things. I think, uh, I think there was a couple of things that led to it. One, you should have thrown a gun at Dracula. That's all I'm saying. I, uh, I think we need to keep account this month of how many guns are thrown. Uh, so far we are, uh, we're still at zero, zero, zero guns thrown. Yeah, so people really aren't understanding uh, how to fight a uh, Dracula. So that is, uh, or the Dracula. 
Um, and you know what's really great? At the end of this month, after you'll have watched four movies about Dracula, you get to go see Renfield in theaters yeah. starring Nicolas Cage because <laughs> that comes out the week after. That comes out the first week in April. Yeah. Um, so we're just ramping you up for the idea of Dracula <laughs> and seeing other versions of Dracula uh, out there. It's going to be pretty exciting. It really so, is. So, you know, we've got a whole month ahead of, of uh, Dracula films. I'll be honest, this is probably the worst one we're going to watch uh, all month. Um, I don't know if any of them are going to be good, but I've kind of got hopes for two of them. I've got mm. two of them that I think are going to be really good. I think they're actually going to be really fun, uh, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see uh, what, what happens throughout the month. The best way to find out, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Brand new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. That is true. If you hit subscribe, you'll know when those episodes come out. Also, if you listen to our Thursday bonus episodes, you'll know what movie is coming up next so you can plan and watch it in advance if you are the type of person that likes to do so. If not, listen to us talk about it, and then you can be like, yeah, I'm going to watch that movie. Yeah, yeah. That's how it works. Choose your own uh, adventure. So should you watch Assignment Terror? Uh, I'm going to say no. I, I, I think, you know, of, of movies of 1970, the film quality itself isn't even that great. Like no. it's very, sh it's shot on very low quality film, you know, even for a film of its time, like, you know, that would be like, you know, shooting on not a good camera today, like shooting hell, you know, if you shot on an iPhone today, it would look better than, you know, it'd still look better than like shooting on like a, I don't know, a Canon, uh, point and shoot or whatever. <laughs> I thought. I think the the biggest giveaway and uh, like why this movie isn't worth watching is as we mentioned all of these like very recognizable movie monsters are knockoff off-brand generic versions uh that have been like specifically named so that you know exactly that you know uh Count Janos de Mielhoff is directly referencing Count Vlad Dracula um but is isn't I mean you know for legal reasons it's not Dracula. Uh, not. Now it, it could be because Dracula's public domain. Exactly. So. Uh, you know, same as uh, the the mummy is Tao Tet, a name that they just made up, but is very clearly the mummy, the Wolfman, the El Monstro del uh, Faranxalan is obviously Frankenstein's monster, but the, you know again it's it's all generic versions, uh, and that shows you like the. What you're getting is a knockoff of Universal Monsters. Yeah, and pretty a, much. a low-quality one at that. Uh, very low-quality in all aspects. Uh, so there it is. So Assignment Taylor, uh, Assignment Taylor, Assignment Terror is streaming on Tubi TV in America uh, as of time of recording. So again, if you're the type of person that watches the movies after we review them, and if you're like, you know what, this sounds like my jam, there it is. Go for it. It's from 1970. Uh, give it a watch. Uh, you know, if not, hey, we saved you the trouble of finding a, a classic monster movie. You know, there's 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 other ones out there. Yeah, this ain't welcome. the one, dog. You're, you're welcome to skip it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there it is. Uh, you know, capping it at our fifth anniversary. We're kicking into year six now. Uh, really, really doing it to you. Uh, you know, we, you know, for everyone listening, you've got a minimum of 260 episodes to go back through, but it's really like 345 episodes that you get to go back and listen to. So you've got tons of content to binge. If you're new, you know, go back, find a movie that looks interesting to you, listen to that episode. Uh, and you know, the big one, of course, if you've been here since the beginning, mm -hmm. thank you so thank much you. Yeah. for coming along this ride with us. You know, we... We ain't stopping anytime soon. We've got a lot more crazy movies, uh, you know, possibly the good, the bad, the weird <laughs> that we're going to be watching here on out. Like, it's going to be a good time. Just 
Oh, it's so much. It's so much. <laughs> there it is, everyone. Thanks a lot for joining us for the past five years. Yeah. And uh, we will see you next time. We will. Or, I mean, you know, you'll hear us. Yeah, we won't see you, it's, kind of. I gotta go.